0: Hi and welcome to another episode of Rule of Carnage. Uh, My name is Glenn Ford. I'm a games designer and developer and I'm here talking to Mike Hutchinson. Hello.
1: I'm also Um, a rules rules guy. I'm a rules guy.
0: A rules guy. Uh, You are a rules guy specifically, or we are both rules guys in relation to a game called Gaslands. I'm not gaslands. sure we've
1: ever mentioned that on this podcast before, Glenn.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I imagine people are completely unaware of that fact. But um, the point of today's conversation is that you um, and some degree uh, me also are uh, perpetual tinkerers and fiddlers and kerfuddlers. And we've been looking into gaslands and poking bits of it with a stick and, uh, and seeing how maybe things can be adjusted why they could be adjusted and if things can be a little bit refined and you're talking about um putting out a, a series of uh r d blog posts for the community um so do you want to sort of explain a little bit about the idea of the blog posts and then we'll talk about what today's conversation is going to be about specifically
1: yeah totally so um i've been messing around with a few bits of uh bits of gaslands refuel that i'm still not 100 satisfied with um and i suppose like as i've been testing um some of the gaslands legacy stuff and uh if you've seen i recently put out um gaslands uh like a kind of kids mode for gaslands called ready set go um and i'm also working on the next sort of expansion for gaslands for blaster and all of these things have been like pressing different parts of the Gaslands sort of mechanical engine and in particular I guess there are a few things that um I still worry about Gaslands and that you know as the game matures with its with its player base like we still hear people saying do you know what this game does take quite a long time when there's a few players um or Uh, Do you know what? We never really finish death races. We tend to just scrap until the first and maybe the second gate. And so there are some things that I think are, uh you know just less than perfect and can still be tinkered with and putting out the kids mode sort of gave me this idea well maybe I can provide people with a sort of like it's not quite an errata but it's like here's a sort of experimental set of uh of a new version of a rule which you can play with at your table if it looks like it's going to be more fun um yeah and then over time you know we'll, we'll figure out whether those things uh, add up to something nice or not um, so yeah there's a list of them that we're going to go through so let's we'll have a I guess a short conversation on each of these um, so that I can include them in the blog and uh, so that we can um, kind of express what's going on behind the scenes at uh, at the Gaslands pit stop.
0: Indeedy so um, I think the first uh, I think chunky thing we're talking about filling mm-hmm. around with is uh, wipeouts in Gaslands. Yes So um, for the people, as I say, who might conceivably be watching this channel, who aren't aware of how Gaslands works, Gaslands is a car racing game. As you drive, you pick up things called hazards that represent you losing a little bit of control of the vehicle. This happens when you do a handbrake turn or or, or take a, a tight bend in a very high gear. Um, Once you hit a certain number of hazards, six as standard, your car wipes out. Um, So what happens in a wipeout is that you uh, spin around. Well, the next person on the table gets to spin you in the direction of their choice. You might flip through the air and and sort of smash your car up a little bit. Um, And then you go down to the lowest available gear and all of your hazards get knocked off. So you can then start again now. The elephant in the room in relation to wipeouts is that bit where we say you go down to her first gear. Yep, so so the way that Gaslands works is each turn has six gear phases. Your car gets to activate if its current gear is equal to above the current gear phase. So if it's say gear phase two and you wipe out and you go down to gear one, you then miss out if. You haven't activated a gear phase two yet gear phase two gear phase three gear phase four gear phase five gear phase six and potentially you're kind of sitting there regretting your life choices um as everybody else has hooting fun racing off around the table going oh this is this is brilliant <laughs> i pity yeah, and th-
1: and, th- and this is all this is all part of a central sort of risk reward uh, reward cycle of the game, which is there are six potential activations that you can have. It's very difficult to have all six of those, but if you play well and you manage your, uh, your risk, uh, successfully and you manage your hazards and you make good decisions about when to roll skid dice and which templates to use, and you're careful about which icons appear on the templates and you manage all of that stuff, then you will ultimately more reliably have more activations than your opponent. And that's clearly going to be a good thing. And so yay for that. Um, so the flip side of that system has to be something that punishes you for making poor decisions or not managing your hazards and it has to be something where <clears throat> having pushed towards as many activations as possible sort of the opposite happens which is you get fewer activations than you th- than you wanted. Um, and so that was the logic behind like wipeouts should be that moment where you shot for the moon and you missed and therefore things turn out bad for you but it has this, really ghastly side effect, which is that um, I really don't like miss a turn mechanics in board games. And then I wrote a war game, which has a monstrous miss a turn mechanic, which is like miss five turns, like miss. And, and because of the fact that, you know, which we'll talk about in other places, the game can, depending on the player count, depending on the the size of the teams that you're playing, can take quite a long time to play a turn. You know, it's not that unusual that somebody wipes out um, through inexperience, and then it basically has nothing to do for like forty-five minutes, which is clearly garbage. Like, what? How did that? How did that make it to the place that we are now? And I know how it did, and it's not, um, uh, and so it's it's not unfixable. And I suppose that's the question: is how do we fix it? And so we've tried <clears throat> focusing in on that moment of I wiped out early on in the turn and then I had to miss a massive chunk of the turn. Like That was the beginning of it. So the natural thought was, okay, let's look at wipeouts specifically, because there's lots of other things you could tinker with. You could tinker with the hazard economy. You could tinker with the turn structure. You could tinker with how gearing up works. But for the sake of zooming in on something, we decided to look at wipeouts specifically, because that's the moment where the plaster gets ripped off and you get um, told to sit down and miss a turn. Mm. So um, tried a couple of things first. Um, One of the things that we tried was um, instead of of removing all of your gears and you not being able to have any turn, we'd been messing around with another rule that we won't go into detail now because spoilers, Um, but we messed around with a version of the wipeout where your opponent gets to push you out of position more more completely like they essentially get like a free movement step as you veer out of control which is always like that's been something that's always been like a cool idea anyway like why when you wipe out and lose control do you just spin on the spot surely you should make a move and so we tried that make a move and then you don't lose your gears but like someone's put you in an annoying place so that was the first thing i think that we tried Mm um and it does punish you a bit but um it also uh, it also means that you can um, I don't know you you end up you end up having as many activations as you as you had before and so it doesn't really doesn't really lock into the the sort of reward cycle or the punishment cycle.
0: I think I think one of the things that's interesting about that is that. Um, you know, we're coming back to re-tinkering with some some anchor rules of Gaslands several years after having written the rules first time round. Mm. Um, I'd say one of the first things we were looking at in relation to the wipeout is the fact that you don't you don't lose your gears; you stay in the gear you're in. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is that if you, in Gaslands you can only go in reverse if you're in first gear. That's right. So, um, and if you're going forwards and you you Hit a large enough obstacle and you can't clear through it, you essentially get sort of just janked and, and stay where you are. And so, interestingly, putting in this system where you didn't lose your gears in a sort of, oh, this is great, this will help people out, they'll, they'll get more activations, or will get to keep playing, did return back to this thing that we figured out first time round, but we had to re figure out in a way is that, ah, but if you don't lose your gears, and somebody controls where you're facing and where you're going, occasionally it means you're then just cracking into a mountain and then you're stuck at the mountain going, I'm doomed, that's it. And in, instead, you end up losing way more turns because you've then got to take your next activation to shift gears down again, and then the next turn when it comes back round to gear phase one, you're allowed to reverse round again and, and carry off on your way. Yeah. So I think that was, I think that was one of the first things to realise um, that was interesting is that we've we've gone back over. We were you know smarter than we remembered, and we made <laughs> some of the decisions we made for good reasons. Um, also, I think trailing back there to where you, you you were saying, you know, why why did wipeouts go into the game the way they are? And I think this oh, is interesting okay. as a sort of a possible general rule is that by the end, you know, if you're playtesting your game anything like as much as you should be playtesting your game, you're an expert of your game. Mm. Um, and in truth, wipeouts as they are in Gaslands Refueled are not a problem if you've got a table of fairly experienced Gaslands players all, all playing together um, yeah, because people don't want to just uh, smash into each other in a low gear stack up a load of hazards and have you know have wipe out and then one random guy who didn't happen to get caught in the pileup tootles off while <laughs> everybody else tootles their thumbs in if, if you have played Gaslands a few times you all go okay, let's all be gentlemen for the first two activations because we all know we want to get playing with our toys and let's only smash into each other when it's really worth the payout.
1: Yeah, um, that's, ex- that's exactly right. And so by the time we got to the end of the development process, like maybe we were hearing signals from new players or, or, or newly arriving playtesters that they didn't like that. And we were able to sort of rationalize that and go, oh yeah, yeah after a couple of games, you'll figure that out. But of course the point is, you may not get a couple of games out of a player if their first experience is a 45-minute long miss a turn because they'll just go, well, th- what is this nonsense? I came here to play a game and I'm being told I'm not allowed to. So I think yeah. that as more players int- get introduced and, um, you know, as, as degrees of separation, like ultimately make the people who are touching this game way less sympathetic about it like the initial play testers the first round of people getting in early like they were just more sympathetic to its flaws and now people are looking at it and going well this is garbage why is it so garbage and it and it it, i feel that new player experience isn't where it needs to be
0: and i think i think also i do think that gaslands (laughs) gets away with that because the bits that are fun in gaslands are, are so much fun Mm. As I was saying to you the other day, um, I saw a board game geek post for somebody who played Gaslands for the first ever time, like a month ago, and it was this post of a whole bunch of photos of a bunch of people playing, and the final photo was a picture of these two cars crossing crossing the start-finish line, and the caption was... the, the backmarkers crossed the start line three hours in on the game, and the rest of his comments were all like, "This it's, we had so much fun, we had a blast, we really enjoyed the game." But it was like, you know, uh, yeah, we did call it after three hours, and some people basically never. Yeah, I mean, some it's, cars it's, supposed be, it's
1: supposed to be it's supposed to be a racing game. It's not supposed to be Twilight <laughs> Imperium. Like, it's just not supposed yeah. to take all afternoon, but it yeah, does. But that, we, that, we'll, I think we'll, we'll talk about that. I think in a separate conversation. Yeah. But- yeah. yeah, yeah um and, and the, yeah you yeah. like even even as you're wiping out before you know that you're going to sit out for 45 minutes you're like wow this is exciting this is cool and then you get slapped with a 45 minute um missed a turn and yeah. like there's still a residual like well that was fun but i wish i was still doing that and so i guess that's that was the question and so we tried a few things and um i guess it was a conversation last weekend where we struck on uh the next version of this who knows if this will be the final version but what we kind of realized was the arc of the turn, the six, sorry, the arc of the round, the six gear phases that you have in a round, some of those gear phases are essential, like not having a gear uh, one and two activation is really crummy and really puts you in a bad situation having a gear three and gear four like most people will have a gear three and a gear four activation some vehicles can't even get a gear four activation so those are your kind of like those are your creamy sort of getting getting stuff done activations and then gear five and six like honestly you don't see them that much like gear five is a is a really nice gear to be in if you know what you're doing if you've got like You know you've got a nice straight to hang down or whatever you're going to then gear down into fourth so that you've got something sensible to do in the following round like gear five is a risky interesting gear to get into and should be you know that's a reward for playing well and gear six is just like looney town like barely anyone ever gets there it's amazing when you do it's almost always a terrible idea it's brilliant that realization that the gears are in no way equal this isn't six activations and i should get six activations this is like two absolutely essential activations, two sort of medium risk activations, a good one and a crazy one, got us thinking about the fact that the fact that you gear down to z- uh, to one maybe isn't the right answer because if you wipe out in these earlier uh, gears, maybe you shouldn't lose your gears. Maybe it's okay that you don't lose your gears and that you do get another
0: activation. That seems like a good place to take a quick break. <laughs>
1: Basically, it means one, two, and three are pretty uh, pretty much guaranteed, and then you might have to sit out of four, five, and six. But do you know what? Quite often, people sit out of gear four uh, with one or more of their cars, and gear five is actually kind of special anyway. So,
0: well, I think also, I think the thing about the wipeout is that it, it's it's all it's a bunch of, bunch of punishments, but the punishments that are fun and acceptable, and then punishments that are just kind of punishments mm. and the thing is that spin, spinning and flipping are f- funny they're punishments it's a bad thing to have happen to you it will put you out of position you will we'll have to figure out how to get around it but it's it's funny the f- you know when you say okay the next person around the table spins you to the position of their choice and your friend oh, what 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 problems can i put you in everyone's in, enjoying that and then they spin you round so you're ramming into a lamppost or mm. sending send you to one of your friends you're like right okay now I've got to deal with what you've done to me and flipping also you're okay you're going through the air you're, you're doing your you know Blues Brothers moment of spiraling round, and then sometimes you land back on your wheels and you've actually got an extra bit of movement and sure the doors have fallen off but now you're racing away and you're like oh that was pretty cool that's a switch moment whereas losing your gears is like crank oh okay this is just the game punishing me for having made my mistake. So flips have always worked where you roll a dice and if you roll the the dice is under your gears, you flip. And if it's not, you don't, because the higher gear you're in, the more likely you are are to flip. And so the spins always happened. The flips happened more if you were in a higher gear. And the gearing down used to always happen. And so I think the version with... because before we were sort of like, okay, it, ha- it has to be nice and elegant. It always has to be the same thing in every gear phase and every turn so that people remember it nice and easily. These are the steps you go through, and they're always the same. Yep. The flip doesn't always happen, but you always take the same test. And I think the realisation is to go, okay, the always the same thing is so little of a game-smoothing moment in return for the sometimes you wipe, wipe out in second gear and that's such an ungame smoothing moment mm-hmm. that it's just not worth the reward of going wipeouts are always the same in every single gear and it's worth going okay look if you're in for you know whichever gear you're in you go down you go down to a uh, 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 at least at least third i think we is is where we're currently on at the moment yeah third so, if you if you wipe out in first second or third gear, you spin. You might flip. If you're a second or third, you don't lose gears. If you wipe out in fourth fifth or sixth, you spin. You are more likely to flip, and you will lose some gears.
1: Part of this will be finding the crisp language that just makes it easy for someone to say to another human in one sentence.
0: Yeah. Oh, and- now you have
1: to now you have to reduce your gears to at least three, but as low as you like. <laughs>
0: Yes. And I think that's that's one of the other things in, in what I was mentioning before about the fact that if you don't gear down, you can get stuck in the side of a mountain meant that gearing down had to still be in there in the White House because we want to hand over some control of your car to your opponent and some control of your car to random chance, because that's what should happen when you lose control mm. of your car. It means that there's a possibility of either your opponent or the flip putting you in an untenable position if you remain in the gear you're in. So gear losing was always going to have to be part of the wipeout phase. If it was purely if you want to go down into first gear, if you don't want to, don't. A, it's clunky, and B, well, it's just a reward, isn't it? It's a reward Mm. for wiping out, giving you a choice. Instead, since it's got to be in there, it's saying, okay, if you're in these gears you have to go down to at least this if you wipe out in third and you get into a horrible position you're allowed to go down into first gear as part of that sequence and in so doing that we get to punish people who overcooked it in fourth or fifth gear we get to not take people who have wiped out in third gear out of the game, either by pinning them into a corner or by knocking them back down into first gear. We keep the fun things that are spinning and flipping, and that there's still a reward for racing well and a punishment for racing badly.
1: One one thought just as we're talking about this, so the, the version of the rule that's the most easy, um, but I had discarded, but actually I'm going to put this back up for reconsideration. <clears throat> the easiest version of this rule is um you make your flip check and maybe you flip. Then you put yourself in gear one, two, or three, your choice. Then you lose all your hazards. Then someone spins you. Now, that instinctively feels weird because it's like, okay, so I I wipe out in gear phase one in first gear and I somehow magically jump into third. But actually, but actually, is it really that bad? Is it worth all of the extra, like it has to be a reduction and it can be three, but it can be as low as you want, rather than just saying, hey, stick yourself in gear one, two, or three. What do I care? Because it's not like wiping out. Is a brilliant way of changing into third.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, since it's, so so this is sort of live live game live games development on the hoof. Um, the, my first response is, and the issue is, when you change up or down gears, normally you gain hazards. Mm-hmm. If you're going up into third gear during the wipeout, is that a version where you gain hazards? and do you then lose the hazards and do we have to say uh, yeah i mean
1: depending on the way that we sequence it like um maybe you just say what gear you're in and and gearing up or gearing down is irrelevant because the next step is losing all your hazards and then the next step is getting spun out of position so in some regards like okay so maybe now i'm in third gear but i don't have any hazards on me but i'm probably going to have to do a hairpin or a hard or something to or a skin or or a, or a slide in order to get out of that situation that I'm currently in, so I'm probably going to end up with a couple of hazards. So it's a bit like taking two medium straights and ending up in gear phase three with two hazards and on third gear. And look, I don't I don't think it's massively unbalanced, and it might be that the simplicity of that rule is okay. Like it, it excuses the slight lumpiness of you know sometimes the best choice is to wipe out in order to get into third, but we'd have to playtest it.
0: I mean, my, my initial reaction to that is the issue is that despite being less wordy, it's more unintuitive, you know, mm, the, possibly the, the thing possibly. of saying you go down gears um, uh, to, to the gear of your choice. But it, but it has to be at least gear three is might be wordy, might be clunky, but people go, obviously, I, this the is a bad thing. I'm changing down gears. That makes complete sense. If it's put yourself in whatever gear you want, the mental overhead of going right. So in first and second gear, I can accelerate; out is a good thing. <clears throat> wiping out in fourth or fifth or sixth gear, it's a bad thing. In a third gear, it's I don't know. If I end up wanting to reverse, it's a good thing. Maybe it's not right. Why rather than
1: ahead? rather than reducing to maximum three, but minimum one, it's basically I mean, saying it's basically saying wipeouts are at best neutral in one to three and definitely bad in four five six
0: yeah and i I think there's inherently a a logic that people go okay if i lose control of my car at higher speed it's more a problem if i lose control at lower speed Mm. well i mean that's just life isn't it that that fits with reality the the fact of sometimes when i wipe out you know when i completely lose control of my vehicle I suddenly accelerate and go to third gear. And actually, in the long run, it means I'll have better control of my vehicle by the time I get to gear phase three because I won't have had to shift up and I can use those shifts to knock off the hazards I picked up for my hairpin. That's completely unnatural and weird and will fry somebody's brain. And I'll tell you something else. One of the things is the number of times we've mildly bemoaned the fact that spins are called spins in Gaslands because you have to stop someone and go... Some it it's a good thing. Spinning is a good thing. It gives you more control. Don't fear it. It's not spinning out of mm. control. That we've sometimes gone. Oh, I wish it was called like a handbrake turn or or a something else. And now we're going in and saying, okay, sometimes the wipeout is a good thing for you. Sometimes it's beneficial, and that's just like ah. But sometimes it's not, and sometimes it is. I, personally, just the, the the brain fry. I, I think it's less intuitive than the wordier version yeah Um, so
1: maybe 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 casting around here it's like you have to
0: you have to uh
1: you have to put yourself in gear one two or three but you can't change up the problem yeah the problem is that if you use the word reduce or use the word change down and you're in third there's just like this little brain moment where you're like wait i have to change but i don't have to change okay cool uh what (laughs) So it's just finding I mean, exactly what the right thing is. I Anywho. think reduced
0: reduce to a minimum of the number you're already on isn't unusual in tabletop gaming, in my opinion. I feel like it's a few things where you go, you know, I've got to reduce the number to... Uh, I mean, there are things... Like like hand limits, cards in
1: your hands you, type of I mean, thing. Gas-
0: Gaslands has various points where it says reduce target number by one to a minimum of events, And there are cases where the only reason to put those words in is there are cases where you're already on that number. And so, you know, it it exists in Gaslands. It's part of the Gaslands parlance. It's not a new new experience in Gaslands. I agree it's more of a central anchor rule this time. And my point, I guess, with this is if it's wordy and clunky and slightly odd to learn the first time you read it, but it's intuitive, it locks immediately into Mm. your brain and you never have to go back to it. If it's super elegant and smooth and easy the first time you read it, but unintuitive, you've then got to read it eight times. You mm. know, and every time you're a bit like, all right "What do I get?" And I would rather go with.
1: We'll get to this point again in the in the evades
0: uh, conversation. <laughs> yeah, later. yeah. Personally, I would rather go with clunkily worded, intuitive rules than elegantly worded, unintuitive rules. If those are the two, if if those are what I'm forced to pick between. Um, because I want people to do what I meant them to do at the tabletop, you know, as easily and smoothly as possible. Yes, because
1: communicating the rule is important, but having it function effortlessly in the player's computer brain at the table is the most important thing. Um, Cool, just before we wrap up, uh this conversation about wipeouts the other thing that's just worth mentioning and we won't go into it here because i think there's a whole separate conversation for this is that um this problem that we've been discussing where players get dropped out for 45 minutes had a solution it had a solution in gaslands refuel It's called audience votes and every time somebody said i sat out for 45 minutes i would point to audience votes and goes please play with audience votes they solve this problem but what i have subsequently realized not only that audience votes are hidden in the advanced rules section, is that there's a problem with audience votes that I hadn't really grokked until this week, which is if you choose to play with audience votes, there's a strong suggestion in the rulebook that you therefore play with sponsors, because sponsors are how you uh, generate audience votes. And if you play with sponsors, then there's a very strong suggestion uh, that you play with Perks. And so, in order to get the one page of audience votes, you now have to ingest the 38 pages of sponsors and perks. And um, generally, it feels like you're tipping over from first game into, you know, sixth game territory. And so, what has ended up happening is that this first player experience problem. Is not fixable with audience votes because audience votes are not there in the basic game and so the problem stands regardless of whether audience votes exist so there's a few ways of approaching that problem specifically but i think that like changing the wipeout at the core of the basic rule system is the most practical way and that's why we've had this conversation
0: Yeah, and I think you know just to sort of uh, follow up on that again, as the as the game has gone out into the world, and it has been said is you can playtest your game how many times you like. In the first five minutes of it release, it's going to get a hundred times more playtests than you ever achieved in the year previous. And with Gaslands being out in the world and going to conventions, you know it's not an it has been an unusual experience for someone to walk up to me and go, oh, I love Gaston's. We play Gaston's every week. It's fantastic. You know, we keep, keep playing our, it, it at our um, club as like, oh, okay, which is your favorite sponsor? Oh, we've never played the sponsors. Well, how do you do audience votes? Oh, we don't play with audience votes." And I think in our head, it's like, okay, by like game three, you're playing with audience votes and sponsors. And so, you know, in between you going through the learning curve of how punishing pointless early collisions are, plus the, the, you know, putting in audience votes. Wipeouts are not a thing by your third or fourth game. It's not even like, oh, I've wiped that, out- That was our assumption, sent. yeah. Yeah, and get him, get him rolling again. And learning <laughs> that players are like, oh no, I've played like a hundred games of it and have never used audience votes, um, you know, has, has been for a learning experience for us and realizing, okay, we, we can't, can't just go, okay, well, the advanced rule there fixes it out because what people consider an advanced rule you know and an alternative rule set and something they may or may not choose to play with is very different from group to group and person to person so.
1: yeah so um yeah so i think we'll, we'll probably dig into that in a separate conversation but yeah it all it all cuts to basically the problem of what's the what's the best first interaction what's the, the the best first player experience cool okay right. um thanks so, thanks, for, uh, thanks for that interesting conversation
0: yes so mike if people want to look up this uh r d alternative set of rule sets for Gaslands, uh where are they posted and available
1: they they should go to gaslands.com and click the design blog and you'll be able to download a pdf um of this sort of this sort of rule that you can sell a tape over the top of the existing rule and see if you like it um and you know i'd really be interested to hear if people give it a go um throw a comment on this video uh, come into the gaslands facebook group and uh, give me a shout out um really yeah, so- interested to see whether people
0: think these are better or not so this is this is a live rule set this is in many ways turning gas Sensory Field into a living rule book
1: <laughs> right yeah in a way <laughs> it's your child uh-huh.
0: chance to check it out and and, and have your say and, and hopefully improve improve the game um if you if you if you enjoy it
1: and if you if you've also got s- sort of observations or thoughts about the wipeout stage like throw them in the comments down below i'm super super interested to hear people's uh, opinions
0: Absolutely. So uh, thank you for watching. Uh, if you've watched along this far in the video, I assume you've enjoyed listening to us, uh, please like and subscribe. Um, if you have comments that are mean and cruel about why we've been so foolish to put the wipeout phase into gas tell us why we're idiots. If you have improving and beneficial criticisms to give, definitely put those in the comments. Look us up on social media and generally around the, the, the wide wide. Web. Um, but until next time, it's going to be uh, goodbye from Rule of Carnage. Bye bye.